Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. After he was accused by the Jews of uh, causing a stir in the temple, bringing Gentiles into the temple courts, Paul was arrested by the Romans, uh, imprisoned in Jerusalem for a short time until a plot of the Jews to kill Paul led the Roman tribune to send him away to Caesarea. So far, Paul has spent uh, about two years in Caesarea under the Roman governor Felix, and now at the end of Acts chapter 24, we've seen uh, Felix's time as governor finish, and a new governor has now been appointed, and that is uh, Porcius Festus, uh, who is going to be the one that Paul will uh, now stand before and will hear Paul's case. So we are looking at Acts chapter 25 and verses 1 through 22, and we'll read a portion of this as we begin. Acts 25 verse 1. Now three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul. And they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul, that he summon him to Jerusalem, because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea, and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, said he, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. Paul argued in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem, and there be tried on these charges before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with his council, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. We'll stop reading for there uh, at the moment. Let's pray as we begin. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for Paul's continued faithful witness to the Lord Jesus Christ throughout his time of imprisonment. We pray that we would be able to draw lessons for our lives today and our uh, boldness and courage to be able to witness for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his great name we pray. Amen. 
Well, we begin this chapter with the transition of power from Governor Felix to Governor Festus. We're told that just three days after Festus had arrived in the province of Judea, that he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. Remember, Caesarea was the home of the Roman governor and his uh, main location, the main place of his residence in verse 1. While he was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and leading men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul in verse 2 and asking Festus for a favor in regard to Paul, uh, that Festus would summon Paul to Jerusalem. Their desire, we are told by Paul, was to make an ambush and kill Paul while he was on the way, verse 3. If this sounds very similar to the events that uh, we heard before, several chapters earlier, that led to Paul's being taken to Caesarea in the first place, it's because they uh, were still attempting to do the same thing here. Festus must have seen through their schemes somewhat because his reply was to tell them that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. Festus invited the men of authority to go with him to Caesarea, and if there was anything wrong with Paul, that they should bring charges against him at Caesarea. Festus probably saw through their plot, but also wanted to keep the precedent of handling cases and disputes in Caesarea, which really was the, the proper seat of Roman authority of the governor in verse 5. In verse 6, we're told that when he had stayed not more than eight or ten days in Jerusalem, Festus returned to Caesarea, and the next day he took his seat on the tribunal. This is the Greek uh, bema seat, and ordered that Paul be brought before him. Now, when Paul arrives before Festus, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, and they leveled many serious charges against him that they could not prove, Luke says. This is probably very similar to what had happened before with Felix. The Jews accused Paul of being a revolutionary, a rioter, an insurrectionist, but they did not have any proof to offer, especially because Paul had caused no commotion himself in the temple area. Paul argues in his defense, neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense, in verse 8. His words were very similar to those we had heard in chapter 24, where Paul had made his first case before a Roman governor two years earlier. It is significant here that the Jews are still seeking to kill Paul two years later. You would think that their zeal would sort of drain away or fizzle out after some time, but they regarded him as such a threat that they continue to testify against him two years after the incidents in the temple. Now, Festus, we're told, was wishing to do the Jews a favor, inquired of Paul if he would return to Jerusalem and be tried there on these charges before Festus in Jerusalem. Festus was trying to, to uh, appease the Jews, do something that would earn uh, standing in their eyes for the governor, 
The problem with this prospect, Paul knew, was that he would neither receive a fair hearing in Jerusalem, where there would be increased pressure on Festus to rule in favor of the Jews, nor could the governor really provide safety for Paul as he was en route to Jerusalem. Paul responds, therefore, by saying that he is standing before uh, Caesar's tribunal, where he should be tried. To the Jews, he had done no wrong, he says, as you yourself know, in verse 10. Paul knew, Festus understood, that Paul had done nothing wrong. Paul goes on to say that if he were a wrongdoer and had committed anything for which he deserved to die, then he would not seek to escape death. But if there was nothing to the charges that the Jews brought against him, no one, no one should deliver him over to them. His words indicate that he did not want to be tried again before the Jews, who had already made up their mind. There was no point in him making any additional defenses before the Jews. They had heard the gospel message from Paul's lips and rejected it. He wanted to use this opportunity to have a trial before a higher court. And so, Paul, as a Roman citizen, appealed his case to Caesar. So Caesar confers with his council, his leaders, and his response to Paul is, to Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. Now let's take a look at verses 12 through 22, and uh, 13 through 22, and read these quickly. Now when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Felix. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix, and when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you will hear him. So in verses 13 through 22, King Herod Agrippa II and his wife, Bernice, arrived at Caesarea and greet Festus. While they're staying there, Festus explained Paul's case to Agrippa uh, in verses 13 and following. He said to Agrippa that Paul had been left in prison by Felix, that the Jews had laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation in Jerusalem, 
that he had told uh, the Jews to come to Caesarea and lay out their case, and that they had come and presented their case. Uh, all of this takes place in verses 14 through 17. However, Festus says, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as he had supposed Paul being guilty of on their word in verse 18. Instead, their beef with Paul was over certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive in verse 19. Now, a couple things here. By Festus's own testimony at this point, uh, he is saying that this case is not going how uh, I thought it was going to go. I thought they were going to really bring some good hard evidence against Paul. And really what they're arguing to me about is that Paul is, uh, uh, has disputes with them on points of their own law. Uh, the other thing to point out is that Paul really has a great opportunity to testify uh, before Festus here, uh, sharing with him the fact that Jesus had been raised from the dead. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity to uh, share the gospel with the Roman governor here, just as he had with Felix before. So Festus says he's at a loss for how to investigate these questions, and he asked Paul whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there concerning uh, these accusations in verse 20. But Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, and so Festus now ordered him held until he could be sent to Caesarea. Agrippa responds to Festus that he would very much like to hear Paul for himself, and Festus tells him that he would have an audience with Paul the very next day in verse 22. So far, we have seen Paul testify to the gospel of Jesus before the Jewish leaders, before two Roman governors and their households, and the uh, Roman military that would have been in proximity to them. And in our next session, we're going to now see him testify before another ruler, King Herod Agrippa II. So Paul was in a wonderful position to influence people of high standing in the Roman world, even as he's suffering uh, the injustice of being wrongly imprisoned there at Caesarea. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.